1: this show truly is news talk for everyone. Let others know right now that you're tuned into quality news talk that matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. The broadcast begins
0: now, now, now.
2: Good Tuesday evening to you, and welcome to the National Award-Winning News Talk Program, Let's Talk America, with host Shayna Thornton. Now, of course, I am Shayna, and I am excited and honored that you've opted to join us for this live broadcast on this Tuesday. Well, can you believe it? We are just two, two weeks away from the big holiday of Christmas, and I trust you're having one great holiday season so far. If not, hopefully it will get better for you. Let's Talk a Marathon with host Shana Thornton is a national program that offers news talk and information for every single member of your household, regardless of the generation. Now, we aim to provide more information on the trending topics out there. We have had the amazing opportunity to be on air for three years, and we have presented exclusive interviews with leading advocates, celebrity guests, and experts on so many topics, including health law, politics, education, music, pop culture, and so much more. And believe it or not, we're just getting started, okay? So do stay with us. Now, as many of you know, we obviously stream here on Blog Talk Radio, but we also air on the one and only WAEC Love 860 AM radio station out of Atlanta, Georgia, on Saturday nights. If you happen to miss any of the episodes here on Tuesday night, or you want to go back and listen to more, or you want to hear the Saturday's broadcast, but you have and to miss it, no worries. You can listen to any of the episodes at your convenience, okay, on our podcast sites which includes iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and so much more. Whatever your preference is, it's okay with us. And for more information, visit www.ltaradio.com. Again, visit ltaradio.com. Well, right now, I would kindly ask you to please hashtag LTA Radio, LTA Radio, all caps, lowercase, it doesn't matter. Just let others know that you are tuned in, and of course you're going to hashtag LTA Radio on your favorite social media outlets. Perhaps it's Twitter, it's Snapchat, it's Instagram, or the same as Facebook. Hey, it doesn't matter to us, but hashtag us, and that way we'll be able to find you, and we do follow back. Well right now I want you to know for tonight we have a very special opportunity. We have a contest going on and the first two individuals who tweet us on Twitter at S.S. Thornton will actually receive a special holiday gift courtesy of Arthur Leslie Eaton. Now she is allowing two listeners to receive Christmas Joy workbooks just in time for the holidays. Again tweet us at S.S. T H O R N T O N. Okay, please do. These are pretty neat booklets, and a very special thank you to Leslie for the gifts. Now, for more information about her, do visit Bible Stories for the Heart.com. Okay, everyone, we are set for one informative guest lineup tonight, and it's a great one. America's health and wellness expert Felicia Stoller joins your family radio talk show to discuss the link between the brain and obesity. That's right. Are you trying? trying to lose weight and can't explain why you have not been successful, well, this acclaimed registered dietitian nutritionist will explain what we need to do to get us on the road of success. I'm excited to hear from her. Also, celebrity veterinarian Dr. Jeff Werber shares advice on how to establish healthy eating and exercise habits for our four-legged friends during this very busy holiday season. How timely. And also, Frances Sabalt, director and founder of the Language Workshop. for Children, joins us tonight to share his thoughts about learning a second language at an early age, okay? I'm talking about as early as three and four years old. He makes an argument why this concept actually complements other skills critical for our children to be successful. You want to hear this one. And lastly, we spotlight your health. OBGYN and professor at Stanford University, Dr. Leah Malheiser, joins us to discuss low libido in women. She will break it all down. Now, As you can see here on Let's Talk America radio show, we offer versatility and diverse content that's really appropriate for every single member of your family, okay? And you know, we love timely talk, great news, and also phenomenal music. And tonight, we're in the holiday spirit here at Let's Talk America radio, and we will air some beautiful holiday tunes from the one and only Grammy Award winning and best selling vocalist, Mariah Carey. So you'll want to stay with us, everyone. Remember, our signature in the news will air in mere seconds, and that's where we highlight the top trending news of the hour, and it's been one busy hour. Okay, everyone? Right now, please message all of your family, friends, colleagues, and even your next-door neighbor, and let them know that Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton Radio Show is broadcasting live now, okay? They don't want to miss it. A great lineup tonight. And remember, we have the contest going on. If you tweet us at S-S-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N, you're going to receive some pretty phenomenal holiday gifts just in time for For the season. Perhaps you'll keep it for yourself or give it to someone as a gift. You're going to love it. All right, everyone, LTA Radio is broadcasting now.
1: Yo, what up world, what it do? Mr. Country Fly is in the building. It's renovation all day, every day. Hustle never blow, cause we radical. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Country Fly. And if you're looking for shows, updates, new music and videos, visit www.MrCountryFly.com. That's www.MrCountryFly.com. Coming to a city near you with an open heart, cause we street the gentlemen. Ease up. Radical. planning for a bright financial future is always difficult there are so many questions we need to answer when should I start saving how can I afford to put away savings for the future and still live a comfortable lifestyle today it's my job to help you find the answers to these questions and build a plan to help you achieve your goals let's get together to talk more about your goals. We offer great rates and coverage you can depend on for your cars and your leisure vehicles. And I can also help you start planning ahead to protect the people you love can give you a great peace of mind. Please call 478-405-5860 or go to www.countryfinancial.com forward slash Merritt, M-E-R-R-I-T-T dot Johnson.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Of course, I'd be remiss if I did not acknowledge our national sponsors and partners. Your support means everything. Now, if you're with an organization for profit or nonprofit and you're interested in collaborating with an innovative national award-winning news talk program, please send us a quick email at admin at ltaradio.com. Send us a quick email at admin at We certainly appreciate it. Also, I'd be remiss if I did not thank our weekly dedicated listeners. Your support truly means everything, okay? Thank you so much for sticking with us and also for continuing to tell family and friends and colleagues about our national program. Thank you so much. We've received the feedback from others, our new listeners, and often they say they refer to the show by you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Of course, we cannot say that enough. Continue to stick with us throughout this holiday season and right into 2017, it's going to be a great year, everyone. Well, if this is your very first time listening to the show or your fifth time, you should know that it's time for our signature in the news. And this is when we highlight the top trending news of the hour. Now, Friendly Housekeeping note: Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton Radio Show has collaborated with the one and only SCB TV Channel 182 on the Charter Network out of Georgia. And there we deliver and present the televised edition of In the News. Check us out, the quickest way to find the footage is to visit LTA radio.com. visit LTA and click on the Vimeo link now if you ever happen to be in the Georgia area turn your network or your television to channel 182 on the charter cable network and you can also view it there thank you so much everyone for sticking with us well it's now time for us to present in the news in the news a drug raid in Georgia A man was shot and killed early Monday morning after exchanging gunfire with two Byron police officers during a drug raid in Fort Valley, Georgia. Now, the officers were a part of an eight-member multi-agency team serving a warrant on a home located in central Georgia. Now, the two police officers involved in the gunfire exchange were shot, with one being treated and released from a local hospital, while the other police officer was more seriously injured and had to undergo surgery. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation has reported that the police officers returned fire after being initiated fired upon by the gunman inside of the home. The alleged gunman's name has not yet been released. We will keep you posted as more details emerge. In the news, alleged Russian interference with presidential election. Democrats and some Republicans have called for government hearings and investigations into the CIA's recent conclusion that Russia authorized hacking and other tactics in order to assist now President-elect Trump and hurt Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton during the presidential campaign. Republican Senator John McCain issued a joint statement over the weekend with incoming Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer calling for a bipartisan effort to explore the allegations and defend the nation against cyber attacks. Now, in his Fox News interview, President-elect Trump said Democrats are pursuing the idea of Russian involvement in an effort to explain their surprise election loss. In other presidential news, Trump has stated that he will not be receiving daily intelligence briefings as previous commander-in-chiefs have done. He told Fox News Sunday that he will receive the briefings when he needs it because it tends to be the same information day to day. The president-elect did note that Vice President-elect Mike Pence is already receiving frequent briefings and will continue to moving forward. And finally, in the news, deadly building collapse a church collapsed in southern Nigeria over the weekend and killed at least 160 people. Observers have said that the construction of the building had been rushed. Hundreds had been inside the Rainier's Bible Church International when the iron roof caved in on the church attendees. Screaming survivors ran out amid cries from the injured inside. Authorities fear more deaths will be confirmed later. Now we will keep you posted as more details emerge about this very devastating incident. Well everyone, this concludes this week's edition of In the News with Let's Talk America with host Shane Thor- radio now if you are a news junkie or you simply love staying informed do connect with us over Twitter our handle there is SS Thornton remember we share news stories 24 hours a day on Twitter now speaking of Twitter remember right now we have a contest going on throughout this live broadcast if you tweet us at SS Thornton, you may be the lucky one to receive a great holiday adult coloring book, courtesy of Arthur Leslie Eaton out of the Atlanta metropolitan area. Okay? Simply send us a tweet again at SSTHORNTON. Perhaps you can hashtag LTA Radio. Perhaps you will hashtag Hello, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you want. As soon as we receive that tweet, we will certainly allow you, perhaps if you're the lucky one, to receive the gift. Okay, it's a great holiday gift. How timely. Well, we'll be back on in mere seconds, and I'm so excited to speak with a health expert, Felicia Stoller. She's going to get us on the right track. She is convinced that maybe our brains have told us that we are meant to be obese, but she wants to dispel that right now and get us on the track of being the best we can be. Remember, you're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton Radio. We offer news, talk, and music.
3: Bold Favor Magazine is the leadership lifestyle magazine highlighting bold people, organizations, and causes that inspire us to live fearlessly. Feature your business to our email list of 250,000 people all over the globe and on our engaged social media platforms. Bold Favor prides itself on pairing your business with empowering articles and profiles to ensure you are seen and appreciated by people who want to support you. And bonus, advertise with us to feature your product on television programs produced by our parent company at no additional cost. Visit boldfavormagazine.com or call 866 611 3753 to get started today. The future favors the bold. Be fearless.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton Radio Show. Well, everyone, it is now time for our signature inspirational quote for the night. And tonight, the quote belongs to the very well-known religious leader, Joel Osteen, who once said, You have enough to overcome in life as it is. You have enough things against you. Don't be against yourself. Once again, Pastor Joel Osteen once said, You have enough to overcome in life as it is. You have enough things against you. Don't be against yourself. You know, I think those powerful words certainly speak for themselves, okay? Certainly believe in your ability and know what you are capable of. And don't be so quick to doubt yourself or overly criticize yourself. Certainly construction feedback is critical. But just ensure that you are being your own best cheerleader because after all it's only one you well, everyone, speaking of being one you, you want to be the healthiest you can be. And dietitian Felicia Stola wants to talk about just that. How do you get healthy? The ideal weight. For millions of Americans, it has been a very tough battle. She is convinced, along with other experts, that it may be more than just what you're putting in your mouth. It could be perhaps what your brain is telling you. She's going to break it all down for us. Stay with us. LTA Radio is broadcasting now. Remember to tweet us at S-S-T-H-O. R-N-T-O-N for those great holiday gifts that we have right now for some very special listeners. Stay with us.
3: I'm so far from you. This is Atlanta-based gospel singer Davina Williams. You can find me at www.davinawilliams.wix.com gospelsinger gospel singer. And you are listening to Let's Talk America with host of Thornton.
2: Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America. Now, you know here on the program, we put the spotlight on the issues that concern you, regardless of age. And you know what? So many of you have written in and you have shared messages through social media talking about weight, obesity, and how can you truly shed the pounds the right way. Now, I am no expert at all, but right now I am so excited to have someone on with us who knows a lot about it. In fact, her name is Felicia Soler. She is a, an acclaimed registered dietitian, nutritionist, exercise physiologist, and author of best-selling acclaimed book, Living Skinny and Fat Genes*. You know, I want to say this first before I bring her on. How big of a factor does genetics play when it comes to losing weight? Well, it might be bigger than you think. Felicia, welcome to Let's Talk America Radio. Oh,
3: thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it. Oh, uh, what
2: an honor to have you on. I want to quote you for a second because when I discovered this statement from you, I I was pretty blown away. Quote unquote, you say, if your weight has fluctuated through the years at a higher level than you desire, chances are your brain weight is higher than you imagine. Okay, Felicia, tell us what that means.
3: Well, it doesn't mean how much your brain as an organ weighs. <laughs> your brain's sort of regulatory system. So, what happens is that we adapt to being at a certain set point, you know, and in uh, my world, we talk about a set point theory. Okay. So if, if, let's say, somebody's hovered at a higher weight, right, and I, like when I counsel a patient, I always say to them, what's your highest adult body weight? What's your lowest adult okay. body weight? Where do you tend to stay without much effort? Because that place where you tend to stay without much effort tends to be what your brain weight is. That's where your brain thinks you should be weighing, and it fights really hard to keep you at that weight.
2: You know, Felicia, you focused in, you kept saying adult weight. I noticed. You said what was your highest adult weight, what was your lowest. Now, there are some right now, we have a lot of millennials who listen to this show. They're in their mid to late 20s. We have a lot of Generation Xers who are in mid to late 30s. And we have baby boomers, right, they're over 60. And they're saying, I hear you, Felicia, but I would love to be the way I was when I was 15 or 16 years old, before I really hit adulthood, as, as a registered dietitian nutritionist who knows a lot about weight and, and calories and metabolism. Is it truly possible for us to reach that weight at 15 or 16 or our all? That's just not going to happen. No,
3: it's just not going to happen. Okay. I mean, let's face it. I mean, you, we do a disservice when we tell people that, you know, their bodies are going to stop changing at, let's say, you know, 15 or 16 or 17 years old. The truth is, our bodies are always changing, especially for women. Our bodies change up until our 20s. Okay. And for men, you know, like there are a lot of young boys or men or you know teens that you know there, some men don't even really go through full puberty like till they're finished until they're to you know 18 19 oh, wow so, you know that's that's really a big challenge I mean I'm a mother of a teenage son and my son is 15 and a half and he has not really touched puberty too much okay. right now much to his uh, dismay we've had that checked but I mean he's right on target but he's just not you know growing at the same he's not his, his hormones are not at the same rate as maybe other boys
4: you
2: brought up hormones, and I know you're talking about your teenage, adolescent son, but you did mention a few seconds prior that women tend to struggle with the weight uh, a little different from men because of hormones. Now, we keep hearing gynecologists and OBGYNs as women have babies say, watch the weight, watch the weight, especially before you hit menopause. Is it true, and, and maybe this is an urban myth, but physicians have said it from time to time on the show, is it more challenging for women particularly to lose weight after menopause or during Bring menopause, Felicia.
3: Oh, yes, indeed. Okay. I see them in my in my practice all the time. It is very challenging because what happens with menopause is that, you know, there's a lack of estrogen. And estrogen, for a lot of women, impacts where fat gets stored in their bodies. So a lot of women complain, hey, you know, my fat used to get stored in the lower half of my okay. body, and now all of a sudden it's being stored around my belly, and I'm starting to resemble more like a man where a man stores fat. you know, more android versus gynoid sort of uh, weight. Wow. Um, So that is very frustrating, as you can imagine, you know, for a lot of women. And some women say, oh, my goodness, I swear I'm not eating a lot of food. I don't understand it. But really a lot of it comes down to what is your actual food consumption? What are some things you can do to modify your food consumption? And the other thing is what are you doing for exercise? I mean, Being physically active is really integral, but the other component is what are you actually doing for exercise to help either meet your goals or maintain your body weight, and that really has a tremendous impact.
2: You're listening to your national award winning radio talk show, Let's Talk America. We are putting the spotlight on effective weight loss the right way with the one and only acclaimed registered dietitian, nutritionist Felicia Stoller. She is breaking it all down. Now, you just explained to us so eloquently, Felicia, that there's more than one element to keeping the ideal weight. You say, what are you consuming? What are you doing with exercise? And I know we're also going to really focus in on what we call, quote unquote, the fat genes. But in the Urban myth out there, there are people who struggle with their weight. They are, they're like obese, and they will say, they will swear that they are not overeating. Is that possibly true?
3: Uh, no. Okay, okay. I mean, yes and no, you know. New, the, the new regulations for food labels are going to be changing in the next year and a half. And what we're no, noting is that the portion sizes are going to change. You know what, what I as a dietitian recognizes a portion size, and what other people recognize as a portion size are very different. So, yeah, overeating can be quite easy to do. Um, excess calories, you know, are quite easy uh, to consume. So really, it's about you know uh, taking some control over the food that you're eating. Modify your portions. And then for those people who really have a challenge with, you know, portions at times, there are some what I call methods to, you know, sort of controlling how much food is actually, you know, getting absorbed. What are some, what I would consider some lower-calorie foods you okay. can eat to fill you up, like vegetables, like that's a big one for me. You know, I always say to people, you can fill up on salad, and I know it sounds really cliche or other vegetables, but when you look at lettuce and you look at different types of lettuce, they okay. really don't have a lot of calories. It's really what you put on that salad, you know, if you're loading it up with too much cheese or too much meat or using a high, a super high-fat salad dressing, you know, that is where that becomes a problem. Um, I know some people, you know, they don't want to eat a little bit of pasta in a sitting. So I recommend, you know, if, you, if that's something that you're culturally used to, yes. what you can consider is using something like a carb controller okay. to help minimize the amounts of carbohydrates that are getting actually absorbed so you can eat it and enjoy it. And um, you know, just it's not all going from your small intestine into your bloodstream. So something that I recommend that my patients look for is something called Phase Two Carb Controller, because that has the science behind it to show that people who use that can they can reduce their carbohydrate consumption, their. Um, absorption, excuse me, by up to 65%.
2: Alicia, you brought up the word culture, and I'm glad you did, because often we'll have experts come on and they'll say, hey, well, you know, what should eat this and that, but you brought up a real component, that people are from different backgrounds, and what their families look like varies. We know that in the United States and around the globe, but a lot of times at the dinner table or the breakfast table or wherever they are, certain foods may have been really, if will, uh, shared or cooked, and then it's 25 years later, and then they run into an acclaimed dietitian like you that's saying, hey, you have to put down uh, the fried foods, you have to put down all of the pasta. I, you're being realistic by saying, it's. It, I guess you're saying to a certain degree, it's portion control and really be smart about your choices, but you recognize that some people may gravitate towards certain foods they were raised on?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's face it. I mean, we have some certain preferences and things. Where, you know, someone who might be of Italian descent like to eat big bowls of pasta. Okay. Just in Virginia the other day, and if you don't think that I will not, I mean, I will not bypass the opportunity to have fresh grits and biscuits with my friends. <laughs> no way. We don't get that in New Jersey, so I'm eating that. You know, but okay. for me, you know, I, you know, I, I, I can watch my portion, but I could see how other people might have a tough time because I know people, and I've seen them in my page, in my office, and I know even my family members, people will overeat because in their words, I mean, the words that come out of their mouth are, it tastes so good. I just can't help it. So I there see. are solutions for people that say it's just so good, you know? So
2: and you're being realistic and we appreciate that because here on LCA Radio we offer real talk for real people. Now I have the tough question for you. Everyone's on pins and needles waiting to hear this one. Now I know you talk about portion control being a dietitian. I know you're really big on people getting the exercise in. We're going to talk about that because we have heard from so many specialists that exercise really can benefit overall even beyond weight loss itself. But genetically speaking is it true that some people are just more prone to gain weight or to be obese, meaning you and I could sit down and eat the exact same portion of food, but is it possible that my body will process and metabolize it different where perhaps I can be thinner than you? Is that true?
3: Well, that's a loaded question. It is somewhat true, but not entirely true. Okay. It's the reason why. What our genetics will tell us Or first of all, what is our maximum bone mass that we can achieve that we should grow to if we're nourished and we do what we need to. Same thing with muscle mass. What is our muscle mass um, going to be and you know whether or not our organs are functioning properly right that that and in terms of hormones okay. packs that right so then we take it to the next level and you know the question is do you exercise do you have muscle mass because here's like the big secret that people want to know the more muscle mass you have the more fat you burn at rest and that is when you burn the most amount of fat for oh, wow. fuel So you and I could be identical twins, right? We separated at birth, and you know we have the same gen. We can agree we have the same genetic component. The question is what we've done with our bodies, right? In terms of. Um, fitness level, and just sort of, you know, not, I don't mean fitness in terms of can you run a marathon. I just mean like what are you doing as far as maximizing your, your muscle potential? And, um, you know, and then some of it's going to be the environment, you know, okay. are you accustomed to eating? I mean, there is this whole notion of nature versus nurture. Okay. I have to say, so much really has to do with how we are brought up, what you are accustomed to, I what, see. you know, and, and, and we can modify it. I mean, that's really with my tongue-in-cheek play on words with the book. I mean, I come from a family of fat people, so okay. I've worked really hard. I I've you know, gone into this career as a third career to learn more about it, and I've learned so much about how food choices and physical activity choices and everything about stress and, and all of that really can impact your risk for disease, and I want to minimize it, you know, that's, that's right. the whole thing. How do we minimize it? How do I live a longer life? And so, you know, I have a family with a significant uh, heart disease. I think. I look at it now, like, as I've grown through my career, a lot of it was not necessarily – may not have been genetic. It was lifestyle. I look at my oh, wow. grandparents' ate. I look okay. at their diet. I look at my parents. I look at my aunts and uncles. And, you know, I look at sort of what they did, whether they smoked, whether they eat a lot of food, didn't okay. do any physical activity. What were their food choices like? Totally different, like, three hundred and sixty, you know, 180 degrees different, yes. you know, than what I'm doing now because I've been living what I've learned. So wow. I hope my return on investment will get me through to my 90s.
2: <laughs> right. And I'm sure it will, if not beyond. You'll be able centennial. But I've got to ask this. I know we have a, a very diverse listening group here on Let's Talk America Radio. Um, I know that there's some information that's come out saying that African-American women rank first in being uh, the most obese among women here in the U.S. Uh, that is a lot to take in, um, but, uh, you know, you see statistic after statistic that is saying that. Right now, I want to focus on the solution because I know you are very big about people doing the right thing, not only to get you living in the 90s, but maybe the rest of us, too. Uh, tell us some quick tips. And uh, right now, I want to hone in on the group, African-American women who the statistics are showing suffer with obesity the most. What can be done today, even with the simple steps, Felicia, to get women up, Every background on the right step to a right path of success for health.
3: Well, I think the first thing is to acknowledge that you need a game plan. So whatever you've been doing maybe isn't getting you where you need to be. So okay. sort of like close the door on that. Let's move forward. Right? Okay. It's about choices. You could you know, I would like to say the healthy choice is the easy choice. You just have to make it. Right? Like okay. tying you down, saying you have to eat certain food, and nobody's. You down and say you can't ever move. So, okay. you no, know, I mean, I, I know it sounds so cliche to say like move more and eat less, but really that's a lot of it. You know, uh, start with small changes in your diet, start with smaller portions, right? You know, can you eat off of smaller plates? Drink more water, take some of the non nutritive sweeteners out of your diet, and just be more physically active every day. I mean, a lot of people's smartphones. Have activity trackers on them. Yes. You don't have to go buy a Fitbit. You know, or one of those other you know devices. You can turn your phone on and see how much are you moving and are you moving more today than you did a prior day. I mean, I was just mm-hmm. at a conference. I walked almost fifteen thousand steps. So oh wow! What a step to be walking in over the course of a day. You know, if you can. Um, You know, even in a a workplace, you know, can you stand up at your desk? I go to conferences where they have high-top tables in the back of the room now encouraging people to stand up. It's not considered rude. It's just, you know, sitting has become the new smoking.
2: I see. Yeah,
3: why? Yes. In my doctoral research, we did work site wellness. I encouraged people to take a five-minute walk every hour. So if you're at work for an eight-hour day and you take a five-minute walk okay. every hour, you accumulate 40 minutes of physical activity. Oh, wow. You know, little things you can do using things like can you use your, you know, a lot of us women carry heavy pocketbooks. Yes. Can you use that? Can you put a pocketbook on your shoulder and do some squats or lunges that add some extra oh, wow. distance? You know, or babies, you know, babies. When we, when we have babies and they keep getting bigger, they are, you know, a, a way of, uh, imp, you know, changing your workout so that you're adding extra resistance as the babies get yes. larger. Can you do bicep curls? Can you hold something heavier and do squats and lunges? You know, can, you know and, the, and the biggest muscles, by the way, are in your lower body. But, you know, we all want those Michelle Obama arms. So we yeah. I, 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 I focus on, you know, bicep curls and tricep <laughs> extensions. So, you know, and, and we know how to do that. You know, can you just do calf raises while you're standing? Okay. You know, just little things like that make a big difference. Just drink more water. Sometimes when we're hungry, we're thirsty. Okay. Add more water to your day.
2: I love that. So you're saying it, you're saying it doesn't have to be drastically, hey, I'm 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 running the marathon next week. You're saying the little things. That when we have the purse and we're sitting there and I'm going to say this instead of being on social media, going through those photos on Instagram, let's stand up and maybe walk in place or walk down the hall, right? Using our time wisely.
3: Well, I'll give you an example of that. One of my friends said she doesn't have time to go to the gym because she's too much like email and- social media stuff that she feels obligated okay. to catch up on in the morning I said take it to the gym and do it on the treadmill wow. you know safely or do it sitting on a bike while pedaling she's like you know what great idea totally changed her, you know, workout routine in order to do that. So, again, I'm saying do that safely. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, I just want to be clear about that. But that's so like, what I'm talking about, these small changes, that is what will help change your, quote, unquote, brain weight. If you go and you do some drastic cleanse or you do the stuff that are on, like, some of the reality shows where people are losing weight rapidly, your brain doesn't have time to adapt to that. And that's really the importance of understanding how small changes make lasting changes and how that allows your body to adapt to that so that you can, you know, lose that weight and keep it
2: off. You know, is that, Felicia, why we hear of the infamous stories where they go on these um, very public and and high-profile weight loss shows or programs, and they've lost all this weight, and then we come to find out sometimes two years later the weight is back on? Is that to your point of you've got to really be patient and steady with the loss?
3: Well, I think the other thing is and we there's a lot that's come out about some of those shows, is that some of those methods, what you end up seeing on T V isn't always what ends up happening. Okay. And, you know, again it goes back to what's realistic with your lifestyle. I mean, listen, if most people could spend eight hours a day working out, they wouldn't have a weight problem, but that's not realistic. That's well, right. Go to jobs. You know, we that's don't right. <laughs> society, where all of our needs are taken care of, yes, correct. So we do have other life responsibilities. So it's a question of how do you fit that in? You know, I know people that do these extreme diets where they go on very low-calorie diets. That's not realistic. Okay, that is so unrealistic. People go on fat diets where they eliminate whole food groups. You know, they're eliminating carbs. And, again, just to reinforce, we need carbohydrates for fuel. You cannot completely go on a carb-free diet. It is not healthy. It's not how the body works. It's like putting water in in your gas tank in your
2: car. You can't. It just isn't going to happen. Felicia, I know you um, often say don't demonize food groups, which you just said. So you're saying don't get into, oh, carbs are evil. They're, They're so evil. They're really, really bad. Uh, so you're saying just be smart with the portion control, but don't get obsessive with them either, right? Right,
3: right, okay. right. I mean, and again, you know, there are options for you. You know, you can choose more high-fiber foods, and if you're having more of the starchy, less-fiber foods, go, again, for the carb controller, like these two, like I just mentioned. I mean, that's an important thing to consider, But, you know, again, it's about moderation, it's about balance, it's about variety. I mean, you know, the the new guidelines have been, you know, three-quarters of your plate should be plant-based. You know, one-quarter of your plate should be, you know, what we consider, you know, protein or animal-based. So, um, you know, eating food closer to the way it's found in nature, and I'm not saying you can't eat, you know, prepared foods, because I get that too, but again, it's about, you know, it's about moderation, it's about... You know, and I don't mean control in an obsessive compulsive sort of way. I just mean it's about choices, and we need see. all the choices in what we eat. You can eat healthier options at fast food restaurants. Okay. You can eat healthier options when you go to pretty much any restaurant. So it's you know it's about you know it's almost like the you know like the 90-10 rule or the 80-20 rule. If you do you know a majority of the time, you're doing the right thing. Those other times, you can. Do that other stuff. You know, you can eat chocolate, you can eat ice cream. Yes. Now, would I eat that every single day? Okay. <laughs> You're like, just
2: be smart with that. I also love, before you go, that your advice I saw written somewhere is that you're like, we have to be realistic about the big changes that are going to come overnight. But you're saying if we have a habit that we're not necessarily proud of or we know that's part of our issue with weight, like, for instance, I think the example you give, if you're having soda every day at lunch and dinner, try to, say, switch it out for water, right? Just little steps like that bit by bit.
3: Yeah, I'll give you another example. Some people walk into their house and they go to the refrigerator and they open it. Okay. (laughs) You know, when you come home, instead of doing that, go into another room, maybe change your clothes. I see. To the shower. Like, change some of your routine. You know, if you need to change your routine,
5: change it.
2: Wow. Before you leave us, of course, uh, listeners, we're on with the one and only acclaimed dietitian, nutritionist, Felicia Stoller. Felicia, there's someone right now listening to you, and they're from Norfolk, Virginia, and they hear you. They have gotten a part of different workout groups. They have perhaps even seen a dietitian like yourself, and yet... She is still struggling with the weight. The belly is still there. She is, has been already diagnosed with prediabetes. She doesn't want the complications of diabetes that mom and dad and grandparents have already had. But she's frustrated. She's tried every crash diet out there. What would be your lasting advice to this middle-aged woman or this young woman that really wants to be healthy but everything seems to be failing?
3: I say, well, really make sure you've got a good team of clinicians with you. Like, really do find a registered dietitian. Do find a personal trainer that maybe has a higher level of certification, like okay. the American College of Sports Medicine or NSCA or NASM, because, there's, you know, that's another thing, too, um, you know, whether or not you're working out properly. And I would also encourage that person who is doing that exercise, make sure they're doing the resistance exercise. A lot of times people don't like doing it, but some people do resistance or sort of cardio, and you need to do a little bit of it all. And then take a look at your sleep habits and make sure you're sleeping at least six to seven hours because, again, we burn the most fat for fuel when we're sleeping. And especially for women, as our hormones change, sometimes we're not sleeping well. You might need to look at your sleep hygiene and speak with your doctor and see what you can do to change that up because sleep apnea is a very big problem wow. in the country. And so people need to get that checked out because there's a high correlation between obesity <laughs> sleep apnea and heart disease.
2: And to your point about sleep, I think I just found out a comedian and acclaimed actress, uh, Melissa McCarthy, everyone knows she's uh, hot right now, trending in the entertainment industry, that she lost some weight. And surprisingly enough, her answer on one way was getting more sleep, and that blew me away. I know, right? <laughs> wow. So, I mean, so you're emphasizing the same thing. We've had pulmonologists come on that saying when we talk about the pillar of health, people talk about diet and exercise. But the pulmonologist recently, a few weeks ago, said you've got to also get your sleep if you're trying to battle weight issues.
3: Right, yes. And I'm very blessed that one of my best friends from childhood is a a pulmonologist who specializes in sleep disorders. So because she and I obviously speak a lot, a number of years ago I started integrating sleep as sort of that other... you know, is that other vital sign that when I'm speaking to my patients about their lifestyle, that is something that always gets discussed in my office. So I think that's important. I think we're going to see a lot more of that in the years to come. But, you know, you're hearing it now. I think yes. it's helping us to get a little bit ahead of the curve.
2: Wow. It's all about getting ahead of the curve. Alicia, you have been such a joy to chat with here on Let's Talk America Radio. Before you leave us, you've got to let our listeners know here in the U.S. and abroad, where can they go for more information about everything you discussed tonight? about dieting, the pillars of health, and more about you.
3: Well, they can go to FeliciaStoller.com, and I will say I'm the most active on Twitter as far as all the social media. Okay. I'm on all social media as myself, Felicia Stoller.
2: Thank you, Felicia, for joining us here on Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you.
4: Hi, this is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's
3: Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana's on Let's Talk America. It's a wonderful. Please keep it going, Shana. Hi, I'm Yolanda, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going.
2: Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Now, the holidays are here, and people across the nation are gearing up for their seasonal celebrations, right, fun times. And for many people, that means including their beloved dogs in the festivities. Of course, we love a man's best friend. Now, join right now, I have the honor of being on uh, the line with uh, veterinarian, Dr. Jeff Weber, for advice. We're going to talk with him for advice on how to establish healthy eating and exercising habits for our four-legged friends who we adore. Welcome to the program, Doctor. Well, Christina, thanks
5: for having me. It's great to be here. Uh, It's
2: an honor to have you on. Now, the celebrations have begun, and we love our animals. You know, why is it important to establish a healthy diet and exercise routine for our dog during the holidays? Because you know, Doctor, we fall off the wagon
5: ourselves when it comes to that. You know, it's so true. You know, this is advice that's actually good for everybody because, as we know, and you just mentioned, we have that tendency to put on that extra holiday weight, that winter weight. We start eating things that are certainly taste good, but not not very good for us. So the best thing to do now is we have you know several weeks ahead, we can start getting on the, in the habit of of eating well. Um, and it's our dogs are no different you know i've been practicing veterinary medicine for i don't know 30 plus years okay. a dog owner myself for 45 so uh-huh. uh, so uh I, this is coming from both of the professional and the personal side and of course diet is key so you know what i'm encouraging people to do is, is really look to to kind of kind of boost up that diet they're feeding the pets looking for really high quality food with high quality ingredients um, you know, looking for, like, a good sources of protein, wholesome grains, fatty acids, um, vitamins, minerals. Okay. I made the switch, for example. I mean, there are many foods out there, and I always encourage people to speak with their veterinarians. Um, I, I uh, For example, food like Iams. I, I put my dogs on Iams, oh, a few years ago. And, you know, one of the things that I encourage people to do, and they should test it themselves, they okay. will see a noticeable difference, skin and coat Uh, energy levels um, digestibility I mean all these things are so important and we want to make sure because it's so much more difficult to start exercising your pets during this winter season during the holidays there's so many other things on your minds. so by by keeping them really healthy giving them that high energy they're gonna want to go outside they're gonna want to walk even though it might be cold out there okay that's the most important thing is to keep them healthy
2: We are speaking with the one and only uh, celebrity veterinarian, Dr. Jeff Warburton. We are talking about keeping your dogs healthy. Dr. Jeff, I want to ask you something, not challenge you, but, hey, it's the winter. We're in the the fall and winter seasons right now, and it's cooler outside, and sometimes our beloved dogs um, aren't very excited, some of them, about going out in the wee hours of the morning to be walked, and, of course, that's important for other reasons, but especially the exercise. What do you do if you have a dog that's not so excited about going out when the
5: temperatures are 30 degrees I know it is sometimes a challenge but you know the truth is that what happens this time of year as well as as we know with us uh, the the less you do the more you gain (laughs) the more (laughs) you gain the less you want to do so first of all, again, starting them you know, by keeping them healthy to begin with and then finding what they like. Okay. And now I encourage people, there are so many great things out there. Yes, getting up early in the morning and taking outside the cold, they may not love it, but I'll tell you, they probably would love going to one of these daycare facilities that okay. has exercise runs, that has agility okay. courses, that has other dogs to play with. And you have to sort of know your own dog and I come see. up with things that, that really help and they make sure they have that energy to continue to do so. Awesome. I know you talked about the significance of a healthy diet. We should have
2: already have been doing that, not just for our dogs, but for ourselves. But I want to go here during the holiday season. There's turkey and cranberry sauce, and there's so much yummy, delicious food around us. Is it a harmful thing to uh, slip a little under the table for our dog? Because after all, he's
5: giving us those puppy eyes, and he really wants to try that sweet potato pie. You know, isn't it It's so difficult I, when it comes to those eyes looking at you and their heads are on your their your laps and they're drooling yeah. a little bit? So, you know, I, it, it's our tendency, of course, is to include them. I will tell you, if they're well-fed and satiated, they probably would be a little less interested. But if you're going to cheat, if you're going to cheat, okay. you want to stay away from things that are fatty. Uh, okay. No uh, keep away from the sweet potato pie. A little bit of white turkey breast wouldn't be so harmful. Okay. Uh, Ham is a little too fatty for them. Stay away from the candies, of course. No chocolate, no raisins, no nuts. Because these are things that can be very, very Okay. And understand also that dogs aren't very good at unwrapping things. So when they (laughs) want to eat it, and trust me, they can smell it going through the wrapper as well. So uh, (laughs) we want to be uh, very careful to make sure we stay away from stuff like that. Great advice. We are
2: speaking with the one and only Emmy Award winning uh, Dr. Jeff. He's a celebrity veterinarian. I uh, know some of the most famous dogs of Hollywood. Um, I've got to ask this. You know, when it comes to our own diet as human beings, we look on the back of labels when we go to the grocery store. Now, I know very well-intended people who are exercise um, fanatics and they're good about themselves, but they're not so familiar with reading the back of the ingredients on their dog's food. Is there anything specifically we should be looking for when we're going into the store and we're grabbing something for our favorite uh, beloved pet?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Labels are great to look at. Um, You know, good high-quality protein, wholesome grains are really good. Okay. Uh, is a good fiber for digestibility. For example, in the iron food that I feed my dogs, they have beet pulp, which really does help. And it helps for cleanup as well, if you know what I mean, when it's coming out the other end. <laughs> you want a healthy, healthy digestion. Essential oils, fatty acids, fish oils, that helps promote really good skin and coat. Okay. And again, if you have any questions, always check with a veterinarian. Uh, they can, they're the best source of information. But, you know, these are things, and that's a great thing to look at. And also make sure the, the food is certified by what we call AFCO, which is the Association of American Feed Control Officials. You'll see it on the label that our ingredients meet or exceed those levels established by the AFCO. And that's important because there's so many new foods out there that may not meet the AFCO standard. So that's important as well. And, again, it is difficult to really know as a consumer what's good and what's not good. So, you know, what I recommend is getting onto that high quality, and, and you'll, you'll noticeably see the difference in your pet skin and coat, energy, and digestibility. And speaking of new foods and new
2: trends, uh, I've seen the term organic dog food thrown around. Is uh, what's to, What are we to make of that, Dr. Jeff?
5: You know, there are a couple of things that we see commonly now. Is organic and gluten-free, there's been no evidence to prove that. Pets need to have gluten-free diets. Pets okay. dogs, for example, are omnivores. Yes, they need really good sources of high-quality protein, okay. but they also need the grains. They'll eat carbs. They'll have the fatty acids. They'll, they'll have fiber. So, so this is something that, you know, the dogs of today are not the same as the canine ancestor from thousands of years ago. Okay. The, the, the intestinal tracts have changed, so we're looking for really good, balanced food. I
2: see. Excellent advice. And before you go, of course, tell us what it has been like, the experience of caring for the furry friends of Hollywood's most famous.
5: You know, it's so interesting that, you know, when it comes to their pets, those walls are broken down. People, you know, you read about some of these celebs that are, like, untouchable, and yet when they come in, uh, to the office, they are so concerned about their pets. I would give oh. them the same advice I'm giving you. Okay. Uh, it's a little fun. It's fun to do a house call to some of the famous, but uh, which I enjoy. But yes. uh, the truth is, when it comes to their pets, it's the same issues, the same concerns that we go through every day with our – and I have 11 pets at home. Don't tell anybody. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 11 pets, and I'm sure they're not all dogs, Correct. No, no, I have dogs and cats, five and six, six cats, five dogs. Um, Uh, And and tell me they get along, everything's good, peaceful? Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And,
2: of course, they have an expert owner for leading that. So as I did, Jeff, before you leave us, where can our national
5: and international listeners go for more information about everything you spoke about today, the health of our dogs? Well, we can go to uh, ims.com. We can go to drjeff.com. There are, uh, you know, a lot of of, um, good places to go to get some more information about this. Very, very, very uh, important information.
2: Thank you for joining us here on Let's Talk America Radio, Dr. Jeff.
5: Thank you. This is award-winning medical correspondent, Dr. Bob Arnott, and you're listening to Let's Talk America.
2: Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Now, you know, here on the program we put the spotlight on the many different topics that interest you. And, of course, what matters more than language and your youth. Now, more than 21% of U.S. children between the ages of 5 and 17 speak a non-English language at home. That's compared to Europe where bilingualism is over 50%, a big gap there. Now, studies sponsored by Harvard, Cornell, and other organizations Organizations confirm that learning a foreign language at an early age not only improves academic performance, yay, and also it's good for your brain development in the children, increases critical thinking skills, that's a big plus, creativity and flexibility of the mind of our youth. Now, I'm no expert of any of this, but I'm so honored right now to have the director and founder of the Language Workshop for Children with us, and I'm talking about Francois Thibault. Francois, welcome to the program, and also 12-year-old Rachel Smith. Excited to have both of you on. How are you tonight?
6: Very well. Thank you.
2: Thank you for joining us. Now, Francois, I first want to turn my sights to you. You've been working with young children um, for many years. Why is it so critical from your professional and personal perspective to learn a foreign language? Because I know at the top of the segment I said critical thinking skills and all of that, but you're in the trenches firsthand teaching children um, a foreign language. Why is it so critical?
6: I think that there are many reasons, but uh, one of them is the fact that children who learn one or more foreign languages at an early age do much better in school, particularly in math, science, and English. Uh, I have seen that you know, since 1973, and uh, certainly Rachel, who is next to me, is the perfect example because wow. no one speaks uh, French at her home. Yeah uh, and uh I understand that she's doing extremely well at school.
2: Wow, and that's all the reason more to do it. I want to speak with Rachel in a second, but I've got to ask you this, Francois. You know, what is the best age to start uh, getting a child to not only speak the, the the home language or the native tongue, but another language? Because I'm going to tell you this. You know, one parent out there right now in Sacramento, California, is thinking, I hear you, Francois, but I'm just trying to teach my toddler how to say hello and goodbye and basic social skills, and now you want me to throw in another language?
6: Yes, that's a very interesting question. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, about 45 years ago when I started, uh, parents were concerned that they were saying, you know, how can a child who doesn't even speak his own language (laughs) learn another one? The fact of the matter is that uh, the brain of the child is its most malleable within the first three years, and it can be imprinted with the sound of any language. So they can learn many, many languages at the same time, as long as it's done the right way and that there is reinforcement at home with uh, some downloadable materials like Professor Toto, which is an animation. uh, And uh, this way the children can reinforce at home what they learn uh, in school and they can continue the fun at home. So that's what I think.
2: Oh, I love that. And what is uh, key to teaching babies and toddlers, because you're saying you can do it early in, um, to working on the first language? What's key, especially for a parent, say that uh, my native tongue is Spanish and I want to introduce them to some German or even uh, French, what's the best way for the parent to be on board with that?
6: Yes. Uh, the, you, you are raising another interesting question is, uh, for example, in the case of Rachel, no one speaks uh, French at home. Okay. Uh, the, uh, her dad and her mom do not speak French. And uh, so uh, we had to develop material, uh, downloadable material, such as Professor Toto, so that they can reinforce at home what they learn uh, in class. But the key in class is to engage them emotionally, and to make it fun because there is a link between emotion and memory.
2: Wow, and Francois, you are making a great argument to introduce our children to um, other languages. You're listening to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. We are focusing on early language uh, introduction, if you will, to your uh, young children. You don't have to wait till they're in high school. Francois Thibault is making a very strong argument. You can start as babies or toddlers to introduce them to a world that can open up so many options, critical thinking, creativity. He's making a great case. Right now, I want to speak directly to Ray. Rachel, you are 12 years old. Obviously, you've done very, very well. Um, What got you interested in speaking French?
6: She's asking if she should answer in French or in English.
4: (laughs) Well, look, I am
2: very impressed, and French is a beautiful language, but I I don't speak French. So,
4: (laughs) can you speak in English for me? In English. My parents signed me up for the language workshop when I was two, so I don't remember that much, but I remember that when I was five, I was already singing songs and playing games. Wow. And how has
2: speaking French, a beautiful language again, helped you in your daily life? Has it made you popular among your friends? Are your parents uh, very excited for you?
4: (laughs) My parents are very excited, but also it has helped me in school, not just in French, but in all the subjects, because it taught my brain patterns and it wow. allows me to think of things in a different way.
2: Very interesting. Now, and have you had the opportunity to teach your family members, your mom and dad, some French too, since you speak it very well fluently?
4: Um, I've not had the opportunity to teach my parents, but my sister Rebecca also learned French at the oh, wow. language workshop, so I speak at home sometimes with her.
2: Oh, wow. So great. So I guess you all can have conversations mom and dad don't really understand.
4: Yeah.
2: That's unfair. I'm a mom. I I don't like that part, Francois. (laughs) (laughs) And, Rachel, what advice do you have uh, for others that are interested in learning a foreign language but they're saying, well, I may not be good at it? What can you advise at 12 years old for them?
4: I would say start early and make sure that your program is fun.
2: I love that. And, Francois, before we leave, uh, if for a parent that's saying, well, I want to expose my child, I want to make them the best they can be, right? And if I get them started in a language such as French, you know, is it a good idea if the parent wants to go on board and learn this language? Because, after all, we can learn and grow together as a family unit?
6: Yes, it's true. And, uh, actually, we also have a division for adults. So we developed okay. a different method for adults. And uh, so... Uh, you can learn at any age. It's it just okay. that it's much easier uh, at a very young age. And uh, so we have requests from all over the U.S. For, from educators who want to uh, teach with our methods or else from uh, business people uh, who want to get the license and bring the language workshop to their community.
2: Yes. Yeah. Wow, I love that. And after all, when we are uh, educated and cultured, that makes our society better as a whole. Francois, Rachel, it's been an honor to have you on. Francois, where can our national and international listeners go for more information about everything you exposed us to today?
6: Yes, they can go to uh, www.thelanguageworkshopforturing.com.
2: What an honor to have you on. Best wishes, Rachel, and keep it going, Francois. Thank Thank you. Thank you.
0: Hi, this is College Senior at the College of Worcester, Brenda Kaur, and you're listening to Let's Talk America Radio with Shayna Thornton.
4: Good morning, Dr. Milhauser. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Doctor, how important is a healthy sex life for women? You know, if you ask any one of my patients, they'll tell you it's incredibly important. Not just for relationship, intimacy, and quality, of course that's very important, but women really think of sexual functioning as a part of their overall quality of life. So for example, when a woman has low sex drive, it really has these tentacles that extend into all aspects of their life. It affects their relationship, their self-esteem, their body image, the way they interact with their peers at work, the way they talk to their family. So yes, it's incredibly important, which is why we're talking about it today. Well, what if you're not always feeling in the mood? I mean, could this be a sign of a medical condition? You know, it's really natural for a lot of women throughout their life to not always be in the mood, right? So we think about the woman who's got kids, she's, you know, she's multitasking, she has a job, she has a partner, you know, she's got three jobs really, and at the end of the night, all she wants to do is collapse and go to sleep. Fatigue is one of the biggest detractors from sexual function and desire. So we know that it's normal for women's desire to wax and wane. Now you take that same woman, you put her on vacation with her partner, no kids, and boom, she's uh, thrilled to be sexually intimate with her partner. So that's very normal. We know medications can affect drive, certain uh, medical conditions, hormonal changes like menopause or breastfeeding. So those are, all, those are all very typical and normal. Doesn't mean that we can't make them better as healthcare providers, but, but quite normal. What becomes more concerning is if those um, sexual concerns are uh, more persistent, they're sticking around a little bit longer, and they're not getting better. So how do you describe female sexual dysfunction? Female sexual dysfunction is sort of an umbrella uh, term for four separate disorders. So you've got difficulties with desire, with arousal. There are uh, pain disorders, for example. Desire and arousal are the two most common. By definition, sexual dysfunction is when a woman has a chronic complaint, so let's use low libido, so she has chronically low libido, doesn't get better with vacation, with jewelry or date night, um, and it causes her personal distress, meaning she's really bothered by this. That's when it becomes sexual dysfunction. What do you want women to take away about the importance of this whole issue? There's a couple of things. One is I would say women feel oftentimes like they're alone, like no one is going through this, they don't know who to turn to, they're embarrassed to talk to their friends, they're embarrassed to bring it up with their clinician. So there's a couple things. One, there's a great new website. It's called findmyspark.com. It was created by the American Sexual Health Association and supported by Valiant. And what they did is they worked with clinicians like me who are experts in the field of female sexual health and created this site with resources about education on female sexual dysfunction. What is it? How will your doctor identify it? What questions should you ask your doctor? You know, women should know that your healthcare provider is there to help you. It takes a lot to embarrass a healthcare provider. We have heard it all identifying a sexual concern not only allows you to potentially be diagnosed with sexual dysfunction, but also receive various treatment options that might be right for you. Those could be medications, those could be psychological counseling. You really have to tailor it to each woman, but remember that you're not alone and that findmyspark.com really is an excellent place to go first before you even head to the healthcare provider. Excellent. Thank you so much, Doctor, for sharing this information with us today. Thank you. We very appreciate much. it. Thank
3: you. I'm Angela from the Atlanta metro area, and I listen to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. My
0: name is Le'Angela. I'm four years old, and I listen to Let's Talk America.
2: Welcome back, everyone. What a program tonight. Thank you so much for sticking with us. I trust, again, you're having one great holiday season, and if not, again, hopefully it will get better. We'll be broadcasting throughout the holiday season, and let us know what your plans are. Are you going to be meeting up with family, friends, or you're doing it solo? You can easily send us a quick message at admin at ltaradio.com, A-D-M-I-N at ltaradio.com, or connect with us on your favorite. Social media outlet. You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, um, also Pinterest or Google Plus, but hashtag LTA Radio, all caps or lowercase, and let us know what you are doing this joyful holiday season. Remember, if you are in Texas, California, or New York, you can support the 2016 Community Holiday Food Drive presented by Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show. For more information, please visit www.ltaradio.com. Com. Well, everyone, we shall see or chat very soon. Remember, we will have a brand-new live broadcast this upcoming Saturday night on the one and only WAEC Love, 860 AM radio station out of Atlanta, Georgia. Well, it's the holiday season, and why not? We should be enjoying some great holiday music. And tonight is from one very talented, best-selling Grammy Award-winning vocalist, Mariah Carey. It's one of my favorites by her, and it's titled, All I Want for Christmas. All I Want for Christmas. by the one and only Mariah Carey. Enjoy everyone remember to hashtag LTA Radio even if you happen to be listening to the replay broadcast. Still let others know that you are tuned in and we would love to connect with you as well. And remember visit LTA Radio.com for more information about upcoming show segments. Also there are forums there where you can submit more feedback and give your own advice to us on the show. Maybe you want uh, one of your favorite celebrity guests to appear. We will try our best to make that happen enjoy the holiday season thanks for tuning in you're tuned in to let's talk america with host Shayna thornton radio show where we offer news talk and music let's talk america with the host Shayna thornton radio show is an entity of pageant and thomas enterprises llc all content original 2016 for more information please visit www.ltaradio.com ah.
0: Want a lot for Christmas